0: And that was Jacob's face. So hey, welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils live show. I am Brittany Boyer, your host. Joined with me is Shane Diefenbach, my co-host and Marcus Williams. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, Shane, how are you doing? (laughs)
2: good it's it's uh it's as we were talking about before the show the weather doesn't really know what it's doing yet um i will always complain when i'm in the studio it is so cold and i i keep wearing shorts because i want to beat the beat the damn air conditioning but it always beats me i'm freezing right now
0: that's why he's Um, always bundled up in his
2: yeah stuff so don't make fun of me if i'm wearing all the time but yeah it's other than that it's, it's been good uh good weekend uh ready to attack homecoming week in full force. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Well,
0: this is the first episode of our homecoming spooktacular week of sorts because it's a week long of live shows. Um, it's the perfect time to get back in touch with a number of Sun Devils, which is why we started with Marcus. He played for the 96 team that went to the Rose Bowl, you know, still very much in touch with ASU athletics being that you just got a job there. So we're so happy to have you on. Um, you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about your time, you know, when you played for Arizona State. I know you were a punter. You earned a Pac-10 uh, first team honors when you were there. You were a local kid, graduated from a Clintock. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your ASU journey and your story.
3: Yeah, I know, I appreciate it. Yeah, so what's well, your 93 to 98? So part of Coach Snyder, one at a mm-hmm. time motto. Um, it's. Tra- transferred, uh, not, not transferred, but made the transition from high school in Tempe to ASU. So it was, it was a, a no brainer for me. I had opportunities to take a lot of different recruiting trips, uh, Penn state, Colorado, um, UCLA, uh, canceled a couple cause you were only about five at the time, but, mm-hmm. but ASU has always been near and dear just being a local kid right down the road. Mom still lives off of rural in Southern. So if I ever need to, lunch break i I go home oh my god that's awesome yeah no so it was definitely surreal surreal um the the whole experience i think was is the best descriptor for it because the the teammates the brothers that you meet throughout that time um is is you you can't put a price on it for sure um as you stated earlier still maintain a lot of contacts um, with throughout the five years, through all those teammates, not just specifically the 96 team. Mm-hmm. Um, that year I, I was primarily a kickoff guy. Um, I had some health issues the last, you know, part of the end of the year, um, that kind of limited some playing time. But again, the relationships, uh, that, that you encounter through those times, I think a lot of those relationships done from camp T mm-hmm. you know, I was you know, fortunate to, to stay up there 50 plus days, think Coach Snyder had a magic button to whenever uh, we had practice. It was always um, sunshiny, (laughs) no no, no rain. (laughs) And uh, when it was meeting time or sleep time, it was raining. So it was was always an insider joke in that regard with those teammates. Yeah. But I think a big thing, too, is that just a lot of student athletes that spend their time at ASU, they love Arizona so much. You know, if it's not the weather – it's just the relationships that they have or the connections that they maintain. Mm-hmm. So I've been fortunate being a local kid coming from you know, pretty much the Tempe area
1: mm-hmm. and
3: then staying local. And then a lot of a lot of my teammates have either been a part of Sun Devil Athletics through either professional developments, uh, alumni connection, or they're in coaching realm. They're in high school coaching or they're doing something privately. So being local is always a natural fit. And then my previous occupation was was always a good connector for that.
2: So let's just get this out of the way right now. Being a good punter, are you also a good golfer? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I,
3: I, mentally, I'm I'm a, a good golfer, but I'm not there yet. And I always get razzed by a lot of friends uh-huh. saying, why are you so bad <laughs> at golf? And I'm like, I'm trying to get better, but aren't aren't kickers supposed to be good at golf? I'm like, I thought so too, <laughs> you know. So I have good days and bad days, but uh, I'll, I'll uh, definitely spend a lot of time trying to, to own that craft. Definitely love it.
0: So, you know, you talked a lot about being a local kid and how much it meant to you to have this opportunity. You canceled some of those visits and, uh, you know, just the relationships that you've made throughout the years and how much it means to you to have them. When you were younger, did you have any of those uh, relationship models that were on display with some of the coaches at McClintock or, um, you know, what was it like for you getting to grow up so close to Arizona State University and be a kid during that 86 Rose Bowl? What was what was that like for you?
3: Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, I would say specifically, I my coaches at McClintock, uh, mentors after college, um, professionally definitely helped. So Doc Zanke is the first one that rings a bell. He was a old time basketball coach at McClintock, and you know he, he he taught me how to to push myself to the nth degree. I was a younger. Um, player on varsity. And sometimes it wasn't always easy. So he coached me hard. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of times it might've been emotional on my end, just because of how hard I was coached, but I definitely appreciated that in the long run. Um, when I was done with ASU and then a lot of coaches at ASU, I mean, Donnie Henderson, who's there now, you know, I reflected back to, you know, just recently when he, um, got rehired on to, 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 to do the corners or the safeties in that regard. Um, just wanted to tell him thank you for, for how we treated a lot of the incoming freshmen because he was kind of the main contact over uh, our study hall and mm-hmm. grades and maintenance. And he coached you hard, too. But at the end of the day, we always knew that he loved us and he wanted the best out of us. And I made sure I said, hey, thank you. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't, I don't think I would be back here you know, serving ASU if I didn't have that type of leadership. Mm-hmm. Going back to some other, um, at least one other mentor is Dan Serrano. Um, he was a uh, principal. I know him
0: very well. You know
3: Dan, yeah. He's, he's a great
0: person. He's
3: amazing. Actually, his um, son Tanner, I call him Lalo. He's one of the our video guys at okay. ASU right now. Um, but uh, he was very influential because as I was done with ASU, trying to kick a football in the league, bouncing around, I was his security guard. <laughs> and I was, you know, when I was 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 pretty much done, I was like, "Say, how do you how do you how did you get to where you were at?" because he was a athletic director was transitioning into a principal and he's kind of kind of paved his path for me I got into special education taught at Marcus Deniza and he said then you got to go get your another master's in uh, ed leadership and you know do the principalship courses and all of that and when there's an opportunity to, to get a job or earn a job um, be flexible move et etc and just kind of follow that path so I've always been intentional in that regard but it's with my friendship with him and just really admiring what he did and always knowing that I want to be a part of athletics definitely helped at least that professional path. So obviously Doc Zanke and Dan Serrano were too influential.
2: For sure. Um, I used to go up to Camp T all the time um, and there, it, it's just such a cool environment down there. Do you, you touched on it a little, a little bit, but do you have a favorite story or memory from your time there? Or? Yeah, there's, there's definitely several.
3: Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go over a couple, but like one of them is just, just being freshmen, like the stories that you can come up with, or that you that you just create, and memories that you create with your teammates. Um, not necessarily the practice time, but in 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 the the cabins. You know, we had a trailer as a fresh as freshmen, and it was like a a Comedy Central uh, fest every night. Everybody's mm-hmm. tired, minus the kickers. Because yeah. again, we had the the luxury of not practicing. You know, two or three times a day where we're trying to knock each other's heads off, yeah. but, uh, um, just the stories and, you know, you might be bagging on one another or, or whatnot. And, but again, that, that connection was everlasting, um, throughout the five years I was there. Um, another story is getting going back to the leadership component and the commitment component um, about the one at a time kind of enduring and embracing your brothers. Coach Snyder was always an advocate of saying, Hey, you gotta, you gotta take the bullet, meaning that if you mess up, mm-hmm. um, you gotta take accountability for that. Um, old days in camp T there used to be like a a kitchen bell, you know, try and go, Hey, come and get it. It was on a flagpole right next to the practice field. Hmm. And he's like, you don't have to be here. You know, if you don't want to be here, it's, it's, we get it. it. It takes a certain type of athlete of what we're trying to do and the goal we're trying to get at. Um, so if you would like to leave just during practice time, have your bags packed, start ringing that bell and then a GA will come get you and take you down the hill and you'll be done. Happened one time in five years. Wow. And It was a, it was a memorable moment. I mean, for it sure. took golf for that individual to do so. But you see all the, you know, the the teammates when it actually happened, saying, "Wait, is that the like, bell? Is that wow. really happening right now?" <laughs> so there were some choice words, yeah, by some of the guys and Coach Blue the whistle, say, "Hey, give get back, you know, on the field and practice." So it was. There, there's so many. There's so for many. Sure. Um, when I, one other one I'll you know, share upon is, uh, we had a um, rookie, not rookie um, initiation, if you will, but we had rookie talent show yeah so we're yeah and that was amazing I believe the gentleman upstairs Mr. Juan Roque I mean he was a a target um, (laughs) numerous times yeah Um, he mentioned
0: that I think our very first show we did on launch day was the rookie (laughs) initiation day and how fun those can be
3: yeah and everything was everything was open coaches players seniors etc and you had to work with a whole bunch of different position groups you know all the newcomers did and it was cool. It was it was a good bonding time.
2: Pardon me. Do you remember what your talent was?
3: Uh yeah, I'm nice. I don't know if it's good for air right now. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was definitely uh, a good time. I love, it, love <laughs> it.
0: Um, well, you know, you got to play through some of the highs and some of the lows. You know, um, I know they they did at times struggle to fill the the stadium entirely, uh, prior to that '96 season. Um, but then you also got to play there during some of the the best years that ASU football has had in in decades so what is that like for you when you reflect on it now at this point in your life to see those vast differences and like what you got to be a part of
3: love the question and um i i'm i'm big into meditation big into living in the present moment living in the here and now and i think a lot of student athletes a lot of professionals anybody can kind of relate to is that especially as a student athlete i had a lot of great moments, but mm-hmm. I never lived in the present moment all the time. I think some individuals do and they get it. I think Pat, you know, Tillman being one of them, like he, he you know, beat to his own drum. He, he was kind of that guy who, mm-hmm. who just took, had a different lens on things. So as I reflect back going 25 years, 24 years since from a student athlete to a professional, I try to live in the present moment every single opportunity that I can. Um, so I wish I was more present back then, even though we had so many good memories. Um, but I always try to tell the student athletes that, um, I interact with daily, if it's the track program or the football program or whatnot, whatever I have an opportunity to speak to is saying, Hey, you're a, an elite division one athlete at Arizona state university. I was one too. And mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I, if I had to do it all over again, I would be more present. If that's in the classroom. asking, Yeah. Uh, and if it's in the classroom, asking your professors, more questions, connecting with uh, people that just surrounded ASU, getting to know your administrators better, just just being present and saying, man, this is the coolest thing. I do it today. Um, I've done it every single day on this job because I want to be intentional when I did it, is park on the top floor of the South Stadium structure, mm-hmm. which was structure five back where I used to park in back in 96, 97. I had to walk across the same street. But I pause before I go to work every day and I take a deep breath. I look at you know the beautiful Sun Devil Stadium. Like, this is awesome. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get after it today. And I, and and I, and I again, I kind of go into your you know question, Brittany. Is like a, a lot of great moments, got a lot of great reflection. You wish you can just tell everybody just say, hey, this is it. This is so cool. You're never gonna get this moment again. And mm-hmm. it's and it's hard, you know, for yeah. a, a young student athlete to truly, you know, com- comprehend that, if mm-hmm. you will. For sure, they will eventually. Yeah. But again, I, I'll say it to the end degree, every opportunity that I can just try
2: to be present, live in this moment and just enjoy it. Do you think it's even harder now? I mean, so much has obviously changed, especially in the college realm um, in the past 20 years with, you know, NIL deals and everything kind of moving faster. Do you think it's harder now for these uh, student athletes to live in the present or is it just kind of that mentality of being a college athlete that's hard to do? I, I think it's coupled. I yeah. think exactly what
3: you just stated. I mean, um, this little device that we have, mm-hmm. you know, when, when 9-11 happened, there's 24-7 news. You know, we had, uh, you know, these, these students, athletes don't know what, do not 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 yeah. know what this device is. And having pretty much a supercomputer at their hands, they're, you know, based off of, you know, again, we are too off of likes and off, off the glamorous points in your life. And, sure. So a lot of student athletes don't have to deal with a lot of adversity. Um, And when you get to a power five, D one, you know, university where you're competing against the best of the best, you're going to have some type of adversity. Mm -hmm. So trying to focus, you're always looking at for your next thing. When's my next class? When's my next lift? When's my next study hall? What's the next thing I have to do? Oh, finally, I get to sleep or I can hang out or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Um, It is so challenging, especially with the whole name, image and likeness piece that's a whole new thing that you, we, we we would always say oh I've been cool but well now it's here and that's a ever-changing wild wild West world which you know it, it really hasn't truly been defined yet it's, it's evolving yeah. every single day so yes that de- definite definite a lot of a lot of things that our student athletes today have to deal with that weren't there especially back when I was playing
0: now you've mentioned your two mentors that really have helped you a lot, but you also have talked a lot about Bruce Snyder, his mentality of one at a time, um, what you took away from Camp T. Is there any one um, impactful piece of coaching advice you were ever given that you've been able to take and carry with you throughout the rest of your life and everything that you do?
3: Um. Well, I think I think he had he had a lot of different sayings, a lot of different quotes, mantras, etc. Um, I, I think it takes you know in essence it takes a village if you will as far as the team and everybody buying in. We had some amazing leaders throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we would always you know you know I care about my teammates. I will hustle. I'll display courage. I'll know what to do.
0: Four that, pillars. Yeah,
3: those are four pillars and that resonates to everything, you know, that you do, you care about your coworkers, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're going to know what your, your task is, You know, et cetera. You're, you know, even in, in our own professions today, you have to display courage. If it's coming on the radio and speaking about your life, or if it's, uh, getting in, you know, speaking in front of other administrators about a certain initiative, um, you have to, you have to display courage, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. A lot of the times, um, I always go back to the whole one at a time, you know, just, yeah hey just one day at a time every day is a new day you get to you get a, open it up and figure out what you want to do with it and then you got another day the next day but just, again going back to being present um you know take the bullet you know i've i've had my fair share of uh mess ups in life you know do this thing we call life and uh i took the bullet many times you know know your role mm-hmm. we used to have the saying uh i mean it wasn't even really a saying it's kind of like a a a joke if you will but there was a lot of you know seriousness to it it's like just know what to do like equipment managers equipment you know you know coaches coach star in your role players play administrators administrate and they all work together in some shape or form but understand what your job is and try to get everybody better in that within that role um i think that's definitely resonated. but honestly i was listening to um Joe, Joe Healy's, uh, Sparky's tailgate and, mm-hmm. and Vince, Amy, you know, a good close buddy of mine. He, he kind of, he, he made a connection to like just brotherhood that we have, because if there's any, a time that I was, if I was down or out and I needed somebody, I could reach out to my teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, they could always reach out to me. I mean, um, always, always felt that connection that, that just the security, just knowing who you're going to get, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that, that loyalty, um, being able to speak open and honestly, I mean, I still hear today. I mean, I'm excited about this upcoming weekend because there's some guys I haven't seen in you know a couple decades, right? And there's some guys I, I saw last week. Yeah, so, you know, kind of depending <laughs> on who they are. So, or or you know, texted you know a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I would say just the overall intentional approach of doing something every year, but they all you know carried the same theme: is to care about your teammates and to be accountable.
2: So speaking of, you know, knowing what you do, starring in your role, can you touch on what you do right now as the associate AD and why you came back to ASU? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Great question. Great question. So uh, I currently am, I'm an associate athletic director. So I'm a a primary sport admin for track and field. Mm -hmm. I'm a secondary sport admin for football. I do uh, the drug policy. I do student conduct. I do high school alumni connections. And I'm the, the main, one of the main contacts for NIL. Um, when I took the job and I think over the past several years I've probably longer than that ever since I got an administration I always wanted to get back to the university that served me as a student athlete because I I love the maroon and gold and even though my path is not of norm you know going mm-hmm. from the high school to the, the, the co- collegiate ranks especially at, at ASU uh, I felt that there's a lot of similarities in that I mean I loved um my past employer channel unified and, um, opened up Williamsfield and taught spe- special education at Marcos and Niza. Um, but in those, those relationships that I made there, but again, I think it was always kind of like a calling of me to say, Hey, I'm going to do what I can professionally at this level. And if the opportunity ever presented itself, which it did, um, I'm going to go back to ASU. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a little nerve wracking, you know, cause again, it's a completely foreign world. I felt that I had a good niche, in Channel Unified, I you know was you know kind of up in the ranks in that regard, and was in conversations for maybe some AI roles in in the future. But again, you know, my heart was always you know, with with ASU and trying to serve the university that served me. And to be honest with you, I mean it, it was it's, it was it was probably one of the best professional def- decisions I've made because I'm enjoying it completely. There's so much to learn, um, and it's home. I mean mm-hmm. it's 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 the coolest thing ever. I mean I can't really describe it in words how. You know, taking that deep breath on top of the, the structure. I mean, like, man, this is the coolest thing yeah. ever. People say, I live, I'm live, i living the dream. I'm like, no, I'm really <laughs> living my professional
0: dream. I love that. So then yeah. how surreal was it for you to walk back into work on your first day um, on the opposite end instead of being a student athlete but being, um, you know, an actual employee of the university?
3: Very surreal. I mean, there's there's some similarities because uh, the elevator uh, up, yeah. uh, up on the – it's the same elevator, same smell. Uh, so that was you know it's again kind of an inside joke, but it's the same wood paneling and everything. Um, a lot of familiar faces. I mean I was a, a teammate with with Gene Boyd mm-hmm. uh, for a year and then uh, he came back obviously through the the um, GA realm and et cetera obviously worked worked his way up to being a you know deputy AD. Mm-hmm. But then Mike Chismar over facilities, Doug Doug, Doug Tamro and yeah. Mark Brand and uh, Mike Mark Zimmer. Um, Rich Winter. I mean, there's so there's so much familiarity there to where it was like, man, this is home. This is like, how did 25 years go by so fast? And yeah. then I'm trying to speak to as many athletes as I can, just like saying, enjoy this moment because again, I get a redo, but professionally, and I'm just again just trying to make sure I I, I am present and I can k- communicate that because I do mm-hmm. have that connection. There's very few. We just hired um, through a Sun Devil Club, uh, Bo Moose. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another awesome connection. I mean, there's myself, there's Gene Boyd, there's Kevin Minifield, and then the Bo Moose. who had direct, you know, playing ties with mm-hmm. ASU football, which is, I think is powerful. I mean, there's a lot of other uh, administrators, um, people that work that have either played or went to school at ASU. And again, it's the whole Sun Devil for Life mantra. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to go to ASU to be a some level for life. But again, it's always cool to, to kind of have those connections
2: and those memories. What's it like with the NIL stuff being that main contact? Can you just describe kind of what that's like? Because it's new for everybody, not just you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, it's the wild, wild west. I mean, it it is. I completely get it. I, I understand. I mean, you know, student, student athletes need to have that financial freedom um, if they desire um, do I think sometimes can it be a distraction? Absolutely. Um, is there a lot of is there is there a lot of things that student athletes need to be mindful of? Absolutely. Um, I keep on trying to let student athletes know, like you're a business mm-hmm. now. Okay, you understand that that $200 a month gift certificate at the four different places that you mm-hmm. have—that's taxable income. You know, make sure you're you're going through these courses that we have, making sure you're getting some financial literacy. Who is reading that contract for you? Are you making sure that you're signing off on something that you as a company are able to, mm-hmm. you know, fulfill? Um, so that's honestly been the biggest pulse check for me because again, we're, you know, as an institute, not supposed to navigate, not supposed to facilitate any deals mm-hmm. or anything, but our job is to educate and put education in front of them and that's ever-growing as we speak to it. Um, But it is the wild, wild west. I mean, we have our own policy. You have to stay away from certain things. Um, You you have to disclose everything that you're doing. You know, there's sometimes I'm on Twitter and I'm, like, picking up the phone a little bit later saying, hey, make sure you disclose, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't see anything in it. Um, But it's exciting to see where it's going. Um, I I do see maybe across the board some more uniformity because it came out so fast Mm -hmm. across either federally or... Pac-12 or NCAA, but again, it's, it's ever changing. It looked different July one than it does now, which is going to look different January one. Yep. So again, it's, it's continuously evolving, evolving. Um, and then the Austin deal too is very dotted line connected to it with uh, academic achievement, which is another thing that's, you know, in play as well. For sure. Yeah.
0: Now you mentioned that you also have a role working, uh, doing alumni relations with mm-hmm. high schools. Um,
3: um yeah, both uh, for the for the sports program, specifically football and track and field mm-hmm. and then um, high school connections.
0: OK, yeah. so your main goal is to work on developing those high school connections and working to kind of establish more of a relationship with the school's programs and the, the surrounding local high school programs.
3: Correct. Correct. And that's okay. a, and that's the conundrum in and of itself because of ncaa bylaw Mm -hmm. there's you know quiet periods dead periods evaluation periods etc so it's trying to work with our compliance department and seeing what we can do um, if it's offer a space for them to you know have a meeting and then give them a tour Uh, but again in accordance to those guidelines you know i felt as you know, as a as a site ad, um, as a district ad, I mean, I think it's so valuable to have a connection with your surrounding community. I mean, you going back to the true devils and you know, staying true and all of those types mm-hmm. of things. I mean, you know, I I stay true. You know, um, I do think there's value, especially with, with in in this in the atmosphere today. I mean, kids, I won't say kids, but student athletes are so connected to family, mm-hmm. and it's hard to uproot and to go you know, X amount of miles away from where you live. And especially when you have everything right here in your home state and there's phenomenal, um, administrators, phenomenal athletes, etc. that again, are all kind of interconnected. So whatever is permissible, um, that's, that's what I'm looking to do, um, offer an opportunity for ASU to be more present in the community, more present where they can be. So, yeah, I mean, that's, Again, I, I have a, a natural feeling with that as well, because the mm-hmm. last 21 years I spent in the high school space. So I still yeah. have, I believe, wonderful connections um, and know the, the pulse a little bit better than than most. Um, this coming at least who's been in this space, because that's all I've known. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to I'm looking forward to seeing how we can connect better. Definitely. We'll,
0: can I piggyback uh, off yeah, that before it. you ask whatever you were going to ask? <laughs> so. Um, I also had just wrote a story um, that is – it's actually an ongoing series. It's looking at uh, why Arizona State is kind of sort of looked at as a sleeping giant and what the fans can do um, in terms of doing their part to help that and help change that type of mindset. And part of that comes down to uh, getting people out into the stands, getting people at the games. And, you know, when I was talking to people about this story, one of the things that they said that they would like to see ASU do more of is work more with some of the younger athletes in the community. So I'm assuming that that is a goal that Arizona State does have in mind with these more recent hirings, especially with Bo Moose. You know, you were brought on earlier in the spring. Um, I don't know if you can speak to that at all. If that's something that, that's a goal for you guys, but
3: yeah, and I, and I can only speak to uh, my time there. So since mm-hmm. since February, I mean, I think it's always a goal to to see where you can fit. Um, as as far as how you can reach the community, because again, there is a lot of bylaws, you know, and again, when recruitment comes in and when they think, or not when they think when there's permissible or non-permissible times, I mean, it's, it's vast. I mean, it it is vast. There's a lot of things that I I really wanted to do, but we just can't, um, you know, getting fans in the stands is important. We do have a lot of K-12, you know, connections that you'll, you'll see at games and opportunities as such. Uh, But whenever you're dealing with a a student athlete or potential student athlete, there's there's certain channels that you must you know you know abide by, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, You know, be having, being at Arizona State, it's 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 a definite. um, We're in a a huge market. I mean, everywhere you look, there's a professional sports team. Um, we are ever growing. Our new, our new multi-purpose arena. Uh, which I'm pretty certain you've heard about.
0: Yeah, I've it, seen with, it. It's looking oh, awesome. It is going Super up. Excited for yeah,
3: it. that's that's a game changer with, with hockey, with gymnastics, mm-hmm. with wrestling. Trying to get that open ice from pretty much 5 a.m. to 12 a.m. every day, and um, you know, reaching out to the community, the whole new Novus corridor, and you know, the things that come um, in the future. That's going to present more opportunities for asu sun level stadium the facilities be more uh utilized as far as a community piece
0: so more going back to the what their original view for asu 365 was before covid kind of yep. hit and put a damper on everything
3: agreed 100 okay. 100 and um there's things that there's things that we can do i mean there's things that you can navigate it's being intentional um i think it's you know part of one of the one of our strategic plan is you know as far as our culture and social impact uh pillar is that you know how can we best serve serve our community you know if it's tempe if it's chandler if it's out outside how, how can we be a conduit if it's being present at an event if it's um working some things through our events coordinator um through a community event like either a, a game mm-hmm. or, or, or throughout the vast majority of our sports how can we stay connected uh, is it a um, education uh, regarding NIL or regarding what it becomes to become a, a student athlete. And one thing I really liked doing when I was at the site, I always reached out to Gene um, and said, "Hey, how can we get ASU to Perry or to Williamsfield and speak about, you know, the do's and don'ts, or what to look for, or what academic standards, or what? And those things are still available. We have mm-hmm. a great administrator named Alonzo Jones. He's uh, an associate AD as well. He helps me out with track and does." So many things with our Champ Life program. Um, he's a phenomenal speaker. He's 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 been out and again all permissible. Yeah. He's been out to you know junior highs already and, and just speaking about Champ Life and about student athletes and um, what it takes to become um, an elite student athlete academically and athletically. So there's so many things to do. It's just a matter of uh, having space, getting getting out of this COVID space and this COVID world, and
0: yeah,
2: you know, trying to get more normalcy back. Definitely. Well, before we let you go, let's get to right now let's talk asu football um what is the game plan like when you're preparing for a team that has just fired their coach like washington state and you're going up against an interim coach is it basically the same Is the game plan still set for what was expected before the firing or is it just kind of who knows what's going to happen like what's the preparation going to look like in this coming week well, going back to what we were saying you know stay in your lane coaches mm-hmm.
3: coach administrators ministry players play et cetera I'm not gonna you know speak for our amazing coaching staff yeah. but but I think their overall sense and every single single facet is do do your job do what you need to do stay mm-hmm. focused kind of going back to the one at a time piece I mean um, the the certain losses that happen out there and the what's on the table right now I mean we're, we're Slated to still do a lot of damage. I mm-hmm. think the team that's out there, or I know the team that's out there hasn't really scratched the entire surface of For what sure. they're capable of. Um, it's there, you know. I think you got to stay focused on the goal hand, which is this weekend, mm-hmm. and taking care of that that business. Practicing with intent every day. Our coaches are out there, um, you know, challenging our, our student athletes, uh, focused on discipline, focused on being accountable, all those things that it takes to win. Um, the x's and o's they're they're the masters in in that craft but again you got to focus on what we can do and i think if uh, the coaching staff the team does what they need to do i mean it's going to be a positive end result Um, but it goes back to you know doing things one at a time and understanding that this is this is our goal here's our practice that we have to do then the next practice in game time you know do your job for sure
0: well going back to that one at a time you know that was what Snyder said to you guys, and Herm has really kind of uh, taken that mentality, not knowing that it was Snyder's that he had for that team, and he kind of had the team give their own twist to it and, and make it personal. You know, they they opened up about that when they played UCLA and how some of those guys um, really did have a chip on their shoulder going into that game because they grew up wanting to play there, never got offered, got overlooked, their offer got pulled, whatever it may have been, um, but they were able to take. Uh, that one-at-a-time mentality and make it their own for whatever game. Um, do you think that that's beneficial? And uh, what do you think that that has to do with, with uh, helping this team continue to move forward and succeed like your team did when they had that mantra?
3: Coach Edwards is a master motivator. I mean, the the coach the coaches are definite professionals in their field. Uh, I think they the coaches know how to best motivate their student-athletes. Mm-hmm. 100 percent. And what worked for a team 25 years ago, um, I think the vernacular is the same, but you got to change it for today's student athlete. And I think that's real. I mean, that whole U- UCLA example that you gave, I mean, there's the, a huge Cali tie to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so so there is, you know, a little more family, you know, there, there's friends there, there's bragging rights there. And, and you know, those student athletes are embracing what it is to be a Sun Devil and in terms of being you know going through adversity we're going a little bit through adversity right now every great team goes through that uh coaches have the task of refocusing our student athletes saying hey that's done we got this game on the table and we get take care of this game when we go to the next so Mm -hmm. i think i definitely you know see that resonation that connection but you got to connect it to today's student athlete and what they see every day i mean they're they're the best who know their student athletes but ultimately the students need to get, uh, student athletes need, are the ones who do the work on the field. Yeah. Right. They, mm-hmm. they got to come and play, you know, coaches are going to prepare them. They're going to get them ready, but they got to go out there and play and they got to want it. Um, again, I, I, I think uh, all around there's been a great focused, uh, focus on that regard, you know, getting it done one at a time and, and putting your best effort on that field.
2: Definitely. Do you see any similarities in this team from years past, um, at all? Um, it's
3: hard. It's hard yeah. to really say that. Um, yeah, you know, it's especially for my, my seat. I mean, it's, it's not in the weeds every single day as a lot of our football staff and, and coaches do. Uh, do I see similarities as far as, you know, elite athletes, uh, ability to do wonderful, great things? Absolutely. Um, we had, you know, two little, you know, you know, stumps or bumps in the road, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not going to In my opinion that's not going to be the descriptor of the season um so greatness is there again it's just kind of going back to that one that one at a time piece um talent is there coaching is there i mean all the pieces are there again it's just it's just moving forward positively being accountable and 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 making no excuses getting it done there's no excuses it's just just getting the job done and moving forward the way we know how we can do for sure
0: Now, before we let you go, we're on this last uh, topic. We have a video from Herm's press conference today, um, and it's talking about the game against Utah, how they've been working on moving forward and uh, looking forward to Washington State and a little bit of what to expect. So we're going to play that and then uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about what your expectations are and what you're looking forward to seeing from the Sun Devils in this game.
1: Basically, when you look at the south and the north, um, I said it earlier in the season, before the season started, I said no one's gone undefeated in conference play. And that holds true again this year. No one's gone undefeated. Everybody's got lost. It's kind of interesting. And I think going forward, when you look at both sides of it, whether you're in the south or the north, there's three or four teams that still, when you look at the conference schedule... A shot, and that's what makes us so interested in the Pac 12 play is that everyone has an outside shot if you won some games, and we happen to be one of those teams. So I think that's the exciting part of it. Now there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, we play a good Washington State football team. Uh, they went through a little bit of a, uh, a situation last week with their coach, uh, the staff that, uh, that was a, a part of that staff. Had been let go. Uh, some assistant coaches that were on that staff took over and did a fabulous job, along with the players, really playing good football. And uh, they're a 4 4 football team, and um, a lot of experience on this team, a lot of experience on both sides of the ball. Uh, They've got a big, powerful offensive line, strong arm quarterback. Have two really good runners, uh, they have great contact balance. Wide receivers are, are nifty, and they have some length outside. Defensively, they're very active. What they do, um, they have a really, they have an outstanding secondary that plays a lot of man-to-man coverage. Uh, linebackers that run from sideline to sideline. So they're much improved. They're, they're very much improved defense. Don't give up a lot of points. Uh, Averaging about 25 points a game, I believe it is. Uh, get after the quarterback. So they do a lot of good things. Uh, this is a game that obviously both teams need. Uh, you got to keep winning in the Pac-12 because you're running out of time. You start running out of games. And we know we have five games left, and this is an important game for us as well as for them.
0: They know that this is an important game, but obviously there's a little bit more excitement that goes into this game because it is homecoming. So, um, what are you the most excited for? It's a day game, blackout, homecoming. You know, um, they're going to be hopefully having some players back like Johnny Wilson. What What's the biggest thing for you?
3: <clears throat> Get, getting it done on the field. I mean, it's, you know, I, I'll go back to a story which I've known, I know both of you have heard before it was uh, before the nebraska game mm-hmm. we were in the hotel room this is my lens right um we, we were in the hotel room we we're in a, a team room team meeting and our senior leaders kicked all the coaches out i think it's Derek smith that um, resonated a lot but a lot of our leaders basically came up or stood up and basically said hey we're going to win this game if, you, if you're not committed to winning this game leave and a lot of individual players stood up. There's a lot of emotion. There was uh, chairs thrown and, you know, whiteboards mm-hmm. hit and all of that. But everything that left that room was just love and connection and understanding that we weren't going to lose that game. Minus the whole world pretty much thinking that we're going to lose or knowing that we're yeah. going to lose. Minus the stands where it's pretty much red, you know, thinking that we're going to lose. But I'll tell you what, everybody who was a part of that team knew that we were going to win, who was in that room knew what we are going to, that we we're going to win. And that's going to help me answer this question. I mean, the athletes need to you know, bond together, um, have each other's back, um, understand where they're at and understand that where they still can go. And it all starts, as coach said, it all starts with, with this week, take care of that business and then move on to the next because opportunities there, the moments there, are you going to seize it or not? Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got to you got to do the work on the field, and and I know the coaching staff uh, will get them prepared. I know Coach uh, Edwards is, is going to get them prepared physically and mentally. Uh, they're going to be motivated for that game, and I'm excited for I'm excited for uh, the alumni to come back and to, even though it's been 25 years, um, to to connect and to, to smell the smells that they they used to smell whenever. I, I, I give a lot of tours, right? Yeah. Just because I love it so much, and I love reconnecting with my teammates. And whenever we go to certain areas, oh man, there's that smell. Well, you,
0: know? you gave the 1970 Peach Bowl team a tour, did you not? Or 71? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. No, and they were they were like a kid in the candy store. Mm-hmm. It, was, yeah. it was it was so cool. They were taking pictures. I had come on, guys. We gotta keep mm-hmm. going. But, but anyways, just the same difference. I mean, yeah. it's just it's something that's it's, it's we're always gonna be connected to. It's always gonna be a big part of our lives. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm confident that the end result, both from an alumni standpoint and from a, a Sun Devil football standpoint, is going to be victorious. And it's just going to be a, a great homecoming event, um, you know, through in and throughout. For sure.
2: Well, uh, anything else from you?
0: Did you know that they also were going to carry the goalpost down the street if you guys won? <laughs>
2: Hey, that would be or was amazing. that just
0: like an added bonus hey, to
2: that, that would that would be amazing,
0: would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so well that's all we have for you thank you so much for joining us marcus everyone who is tuning in make sure you join us tomorrow we will have rodney cox and dj foster who both played at arizona state joining us it's going to be an exciting episode so make sure you tune in 3 30 we'll see you then
2: later Before we get out of here, Sun Devils fans, I just wanted to remind you guys that this episode of the PHNX Sun Devils podcast is brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. This week, when you sign up using code PHNX, you can get $200 in free bets if you bet just $5 on any NFL game and they win, or any NFL team and they win that game, you get those $200 in free bets. Um, They got that nice same-game parlays, got some promotions, got some specials. That app is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash. Whenever you want. I had a pretty rough week this weekend betting, but um, you know it, it's it's always fun to it's always just fun to use. Uh, throw around some cash on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you want to throw around some cash as well, download it. Use that promo code PHNX by just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you get $200 in free bets this week only at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And you can't see me right now. But I'm wearing my Manscaped shirt. It is so comfortable. I had I w- I slept in my Manscaped boxers last night. They're very breathable. Brittany, can you tell the people about Manscaped?
0: Yeah, make sure you go over to Manscaped.com. Use the code PHNX and you will get 20% off plus free shipping on anything that you buy. I know that blood goes with Halloween, but nobody likes blood from shaving. It hurts.
2: It's not, it's fun. not fun. It gets all over eggs. stuff. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so make sure you go over to Manscaped. They're going to get you cleaned up nice, fresh, It's going to be a smooth shave. It's Mm. not going to hurt. It's not going (laughs) to be painful. And it's not going to be bloody like Halloween.
2: Yeah. Again, you can't see me, but you can probably hear my scruffiness. Scruffy beard going on, um, so I, I, I'm probably going to go home and use my uh, m- my nice uh, performance package 4.0. That includes the lawnmower 4.0. It's fantastic. It's smooth. As we said, no no cuts on you. So go ahead and go over to Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free free shipping when you use that promo code PHNX. That's Manscaped.com. Use promo code PHNX. Get 20% off and free shipping.